Exams should be really a celebration of learning. It's not testing people, it's your chance to show off how much you've learned. Diaries. My name is Shamra and yes, it's been a while but I'm back and on today's episode we have Dr. Jess over and we'll be talking about how to tackle exam season. It's happening and basically we're not just going to talk about like tips on how to like perform better but we're going to talk about it in general like how to reduce stress during the exam period because oftentimes what holds us back from performing our best is the stress and the pressure and when we dial that down a notch life becomes a bit easier so if you want to hear more keep listening hey dr jess hello welcome to unmc diaries would you would you like to introduce yourself like i can do so uh i am jess price I've been at the University of Nottingham for eight years now. Wow. So I think a lot of people assume that I was there at the very start, but I'm only the second longest surfing staff member. There's someone who's been here longer than... Wow, okay. That would be Dr. Neil. Oh. Neil's been here longer than I have, so a lot of time people think I know where everything is, and I'm like, no, I wasn't here at the very start. So, like... What would you say was the biggest change you've seen, like, from your time from back in 2011 mm-hmm. to now? Like, what's, like, the biggest change? I think the biggest change... Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think how a lot has changed. I think getting a secret recipe, Subway, oh. even a 7-Eleven, that was an exciting day when we got a 7-Eleven. Oh, wow. Um, I also remember when S3 was still being built. F3? F3 wasn't... No, not F4. No, F3 wasn't finished being built when I first wow. started here. Um, and it was a pain in the ass when I have um, lectures in F4 because it's so far away. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, man, so far away. And even, like, the new bits of the essay. So oh, wow. Were, what I think is what the core is... That used to be basically where all the canteen was. Oh. And then the two outside cafes. Oh. So the actual bit, the larger can- canteen bit, didn't actually exist what when did, I was here. What so. did people eat? Oh, well, the cafes used to close by about, like, uh, I think about eight, oh. nine in the evening and weren't open at weekends. So it amuses me when students complain about so many things and I'm like, yeah, it used to be a lot worse. Oh, wow. Uh, even getting vending machines was exciting. Oh. It was like, wow, something new. Um, so, yeah, it's, the campus has changed a lot um, since I first started. So we didn't oh. even have the Nottingham sign either. Oh, oh. So if you guys don't know, Dr. Jess is our iconic pink haired lecturer. Uh, rumor has it she was born with pink hair, despite <laughs> despite anything she says. She was born with, she is basically an anime protagonist. Well, I have had people going, Is that your natural hair colour? And I'm like, Yes. You should say, say yes. yes. I also heard people going, Is that a wig? And I'm like, no, it really is my own hair. It's just died. <laughs> So, can you guess what today's topic is? I'm guessing it's to do with exams. Yeah. Exams should be really a celebration of learning. 
it's not testing people it's your chance to show off how much you've learned so i think i found this on twitter someone referring to him as a celebration of learning oh and i was like that's brilliant because that's what it is really you're showing off your knowledge i don't think students and i mean yeah i don't care i just think it's fabulous oh wow oh. phrasing it if you also try and think about exams not in such a negative way it might become easier to like and kind of maybe it might might release the stress of you thinking actually oh. what i'm doing it's not we're not doing it to give you tricky questions to capture out what this kind of like wanting is you to showcase your knowledge oh. and what you learned from the course um so i think it's a better way of phrasing it so it's more fun if you're thinking actually i'm showing off what i know rather than like i'm being tested mm-hmm. and like tried and so um the whole like i would say like So I'm back from my post grad mm-hmm. and I was in I only came back like last week and then I I kind of forgot like with all like the traveling and stuff I forgot there was exam season and I come to campus like everything's dead everyone's like walking around with like this dead inside face and I'm like it's exam season also some people are really scary they're really cassy ones who are like I need to get an A or my life is ending and oh I'm my like God. I used no, to be like that. No, really. What you should do is just hope to do your best. Yeah. I I used to be I mean, I grew up in an Asian household. Mm-hmm. So like for most part of my life my mom was like don't get an A you might as well fail and I was like yeah. And it's really weird cuz like um I wasn't like I wasn't like a straight A student. I got like mostly A's <laughs> but, and like the B's and the C's would just like make me cry. But at the end of the day like I still managed to like get to uni and get to college so like I I think like uni really like taught me that grades like not getting the grade you like want isn't like the end of everything and I I feel like like I feel like once I like realized like grades weren't everything I actually like improved <laughs> I don't know how it worked but like after I like stopped putting so much pressure on my on myself to get like a like the top grades i actually got better grades so i'm saying like, i wonder how it works probably kind of some kind of like psychology thing yeah the psychology person after this well we i do find that with cuz in second year we do what's known as practical reports so oh. people work on a project in a group they write it up and sometimes the ones that really know the project well understand the literature the bit that they struggle is is trying to put it on paper. Oh. And then they're like I worked so hard and the grade doesn't reflect that. And I was like but you also think about all the different things you've learned. So it may be not reflected in the grade, but when it comes to the next lab report, the next piece of work, you get better and better. You're actually building up on what you already know. Oh. Uh, maybe for some in the final year, if writing is something that people are struggling with a little bit, you then have a supervisor to say Well actually this point's not clear. Oh. How do you re- what how can you rephrase this in a way that it makes it clear the point we're trying to do? Oh. And that's I think when some people are like ah I now understand that feedback and it's like yeah if this oh. point's not clear it needs to be something that we, someone else can read and understand what you've done. Oh. It may be that you do know the area really well yeah. it's just lost in translation oh. once you get near a laptop and that's something that you can work on with a supervisor. Um so at Dino for so many they get so upset and it's like but you want to stop it. Yeah. So the bit you need to work on is just how to communicate it and that can be learned. Yes. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um like 
like one of the things that we want to bring up in this podcast is like what are your thoughts about the exams being held in like what is essentially a really festive part of the year um well because i think most people who do celebrate christmas or go back home don't really do anything pretty much until January when they oh. start kind of really properly knuckling down um so I think when I was a student because I did my degree at University of Glasgow if I'm remembering correctly we had all our exams before Christmas oh so we got them all the way over and done with um uh, but we also handed in like our final year project earlier than we do here so I think it depends from different universities they have them before the Christmas break or afterwards Uh Um, but we also have to contend with Chinese New Year as well that's true so it's one of those things of like we either have them Oh, and that could annoy a lot of the Christian students who want to celebrate Christmas. Oh, we could like. Or if we have them too late, that's going to annoy people who uh, want to celebrate Chinese, Chinese New Year. Year. So I, I don't envy the exam timetable people because right. they have so many things to contend with. True. Um, and also, if the exams have to be held at the same time in the UK, then yeah. they have to make sure it all fits. Oof. So. I always feel a bit sorry for the exam timetable people because they're really nice and they're really helpful. But like they're the ones who get like the most flack about everything, right? Yes. But also when they're like, can you invigilate this date? And it's like, no. So they also have to deal with not only students being annoyed with their not liking the timetable, but also staff going, I'm not around to invigilate. Oh, wow. So there's lots of things, various departments in university that I think it's like yeah you, you don't kind of realize that they really do have to try and help and be oh. nice to as much people as possible but trying when a, a lecturer is inconvenienced they're yeah. not exactly the most rational oh. in their reaction so it's like yeah sorry <laughs> oh wow you are trying your best but now you've just annoyed some academics who are sending you increasingly annoyed emails oh wow so like when you were a student, mm-hmm. how did you cope with exams? Like, what what was your overview of them? Like, did you hate them, or were they a celebration of learning for you as a student? Um, I must admit, I was not the best student uh-huh. uh, until I got to my final year. That's when I really kind of knuckled down, and um, I had um, study groups. So oh. basically, we cut up a module together and went right. You tackle these lectures write up the notes, read the related papers, and we'll swap them around. Oh. And it worked really well for some courses because we all put the same amount of effort, and for others it was like, really? Yeah. Uh, that's not helpful, you did nothing, and now you've got all my notes. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's kind of like a group project where, like, that one member... Um, but what I did is I basically went home and just basically didn't tell anyone where I'd, I'd gone back home and just spent a week kind of writing up my notes, making oh. sure that I had lots of mind naps, but also I'd set myself questions oh. and then go, if I have this question, what could I think that I could write down? So I'd write down everything that I could think of and then kind of go over my notes and go, oh. okay, I've missed this out, right? Try that again. Uh, but I also colour-coded notes. So I'd think about the different colours and that would help as a little bit of a memory cue. Oh, so, so that's what I would do. Um, 
I did exam season, I was guaranteed to be full of the cold because that's when my immune system would be like, yep, yep, now I'm just going to give up on it. Um, I'm always amazed in exams here when people go to the toilet more than once and I'm like, I never went to the toilet in the exams. I was there until the bitter end. Oh, wow. Uh, I was one of those students they'd have to, like, wrestle the exam paper off. Oh, my God. like... Just gonna write a couple more bullet bullet Just points. let me write. Just let me write uh, one last sentence. Oh. So, but we also, because um, we get bored, academic stuff, invigilating. Oh. We now work out to be like, now which, which kind of course makes which students go to the toilet most? Oh. So anytime we do an engineering exam, it always seems to be the engineering that have to go to the toilet every like half an hour. Um, but then we were joking, we're like, well, really, we need to have one room. And compare the kind of aircon condition, the time of day, oh, different wow. schools, different faculties. And it's like, wow, we really are quite bored um, during invigilation. So normally we're wandering around, but also on our social media going, I'm so bored. Ah! Um, and if it's your own paper, it's sometimes fun just to stand over someone and go, no. Just to wind them up a bit. Oh, um, you guys are saying this. That, that's only to students who I know well that I think can uh, that know my can cope with my sense of humour. Oh. so for a lot of students, the ones that um, I'm always careful to be like, I think you can take my sense of humour. I'll joke with you more, but for others, I'm like. You might cry, so I'm just going to not joke with you because um, I don't think you can take it. Oh, gosh. So I try to be careful not to be uh, mean to students who don't understand my sense of humour. Uh, so, like, one thing I always want to ask, do you and other invigilators kind of, like, get amused by students suffering? No. I have um, had it once, I think it was like three or four years ago now, where a student just completely had a bit of a meltdown. Oh. So took them out of the room, was like, right, just try your best, oh. kind of calmed them down a bit, gave them a glass of water, and then took them back in, because um, it was just kind of like, yeah, I think you just need to calm down. And she's like, I can't think of any of the answers. And I'm like, well, just try your best. If you think of something, if you're not feeling well, if there's reasons why that you hadn't been able to perform at your best, one option is to maybe take a, the take a, do the retake. Or if you have any kind of extenuating circumstances, you could put in, in for that. But try just to do some breathing exercises. Oh, wow. Um, and then got in and they managed to finish the exam paper. I have no idea what happened to them. It wasn't my school. Oh. Um, and I'm hoping they did okay. Yeah. But it's one of those things when you realise that you don't, you've missed, you've answered the question slightly wrong, mm. and then you freak out. And you're like, I've done this wrong. But there's time no time. Now. Oh, God. So I was like, we'll give you the time that you've taken. Let's give you that extra couple of minutes. Oh. If you're in the toilet, go and finish the paper as best you can. Oh, that, that's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't want to watch them suffer. Um... But it's when you're like, now sit down quietly and don't talk while we collect all the exam papers and people still talk. And I'm like, stop talking. Um, because there might be other people in the room. Still doing the exam. Still doing the exam. Oh. So that annoys me because I'm like, really? That's just rude. Wow. Um, so that can be when people are being a bit naughty. 
Um, is it okay if like, like a lot of the students had kind of a few questions to mm-hmm. ask? So, as a lecturer, what is like what are the most like common mistakes you've seen students make during like preparing for exams? Like, like what they're doing hinders them the most that they shouldn't be doing? Sometimes people try to question spot um, and think, oh, they've got a question on this a couple of years ago, they must be a question on this again so it wasn't last year oh. and it might not always be the case so then you get an answer and you're like you were looking for the other question because you've written a perfect answer but that's not what any of the question asks oh. so I think question spotting is a bad idea so just study in general but if you have a because the second year module that I teach cognitive we yeah. have uh, four different sections Oh, so for two sections they had a coursework essay on it, so the next few sections they could just focus on one of them oh. in depth. Not a good idea to necessarily question spot because we do tend to, we don't always keep the same questions because oh. we're mean and we want to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> um, but knowing those like ten sets of lectures in enough depth oh. means that if you get a question you're not expecting, but you've learnt the material enough that you can cobble against an answer and um, because I've had that before when I was a student where I was like I was expecting this question I prepared for this question but because I read around the topic I can answer that question oh. not as well as I, the question I wanted but at least I've done a bit of reading around that I was able to put something oh. on paper so reading around the topic does help because we sometimes there are certain questions that might come up but if we change the content slightly in the year then we're not necessarily going to have the same questions that people expect mm. so that can catch out um students as when they question spot mm. and don't prepare any other possible um answers oh yeah and i can i like if if that were me i would have had I would have had to done. I would have just been like, time to give up, time to trying to pack up to go home, back to Sri Lanka. But I think even when people don't get the question they want and still and they don't write anything, it's like writing something on a page, even if it's not enough detail, but it's enough to show that you have actually at least looked at So you get some marks. So I get some marks. Writing nothing. It's just like even writing whatever you can think about on the paper can sometimes get something and it might be that you might not fail it or it still might be a low mark but at least you've still passed. Yeah. So just not writing anything, it's like, oh, please, please please just write something. Um, That's what my high school teachers would tell me because I did mm A-levels, they'd be like, if you think your answer is going to be wrong write it down because like I did, uh, like the only time they, they would say like leave it blank was in like the local exams because mm-hmm. they had like the negative marking oh yeah so, we, we don't do negative oh, marking oh thank god um, actually I think because I'm also part of the campus teaching committee oh um, and I think for most schools that did do negative marking we're now stopping it Oh, that's good. Uh, but we've never done negative marking because I'm like, no, that's just more work. Well, I would be do that. But and like, it's uh, more complicated. No. Like, why? Like, what's the end goal of it? Like, I 
I'm not a big fan of negative marking um, because in exam situation you can panic. Yeah. But also if you have a question where the answers are very similar, oh. you could actually have known the answer, but because one sounds so similar to the other one, put the other one down because you doubt yourself. Oh. So I'm like, mm. so I'm not necessarily a big fan of MCQs as being the whole exam. Oh. Negative marking I would just never do ever. Because I just don't see the point in it. I don't think it's valuable. Yeah. And it just panics students. True. So So like uh it during your your uni years you talked about how how you would like color code your notes mm-hmm. and draw mind maps so what are like tips you can give students who are like studying for exams or even tips for like students who have to hand in coursework like mm-hmm. always plan your time well so even if you have like um a calendar uh-huh. basically you could break it down so i'm gonna spend this week i'll look at these different topics i'll spend the morning looking at this topic and then I'll spend the afternoon looking at a slightly different topic so it's basically planning your time but also scheduling what you do need some breaks yeah um so it's kind of planning when you're going to do revision think about spending basically five days on one topic oh basically bore the pants off you and not the most useful if you mix it up a little bit you'll retain more information because you can then also kind of think about well i'll read over this in the morning do a couple of different topics in the afternoon oh. and then i'll kind of test switch between how much i've remembered oh. so i would give myself a kind of question or like mind map and try and link all the different concepts together. Oh. So I kind of plan my time, make sure that I'm not leaving it to the very last minute. So oh. I got myself a schedule. Um, so I did my final year. I wasn't so organised earlier in my degree. Oh. Um, but I basically planned my timetable of with the different topics when I was going to do it. Um, I'd also have kind of study groups where I'd meet friends for lunch. We'd sit revising together. Oh. We'd also discuss kind of going for this bit, what would you put? if we got oh. this question and that was quite useful because not all of us had the same understanding of the topic oh. or just like different way of attacking it so it was always kind of like oh never thought of it in that way so it meant that you kind of looked at the material slightly more deeply oh so that was quite useful um trying to simply memorize doesn't really help because you need to kind of try and connect, make the connection. And like have a deeper understanding. Yeah. So even just setting a topic, writing down as much as you remember about that topic, and then going back and checking, have I got this right? Oh. And if you're looking at a particular aspect, was there like a key study? Oh yeah. That was mentioned. So if I was like, okay, so if I'm looking at this topic this was a key study, so I'll try and write down all the different things that they did, but also other studies that might have looked at a similar thing, how did they link together? Um, so that would be the kind of way I did it. Um, um, although that feels such a long time ago. <laughs> Electricity was invented then, though. <laughs> and so were the telephones. Mm-hmm. But I also think a lot of the things I would just... I'd make sure I'd have the papers and stuff that I needed. Oh. So even before I actually got down to revising, 
I download all the papers oh. that I would need. Um, so even if I didn't necessarily read all of them, I'd be like, right, at least I have access to them. Yeah. But for the topics I'm looking in deeper, I'll then look at the kind of papers or articles. So I'd always make sure I'd have all the materials at hand. Oh. Then, well, I wouldn't necessarily start straight away, but at least I'd be like, I've got all the information now. So you can start whenever. I can start whenever. I can rearrange the information, do more kind of mind maps. Oh. Um, one thing I do get with, um, I have done a couple of times with students, is get them to write their own MCQs. Oh. Because then it's getting them to engage um, with materials. Oh. Um, this year, use Mentimeter. So it's something where they can basically create a word cloud. Oh, okay. Different kind of key concepts. So if I've talked about something quite a lot in the lecture, then they can kind of find it what term is, define it, how it could be used. Um, But also some students, they just don't ask questions. Oh. And I'm like, do you have any questions? Silence. And I'm like, do you want to break? Silence. And I'm like... Really? So that's when I tend to throw, uh, lose my patience a little bit. Oh. I'm like, hands up for yes, hands up for... Right, we've got more hands up for yes. We'll take a break. Oh, wow. It's not that difficult, people. So they always get slightly amused uh, oh. when I'm like, really, people? Uh, but I also use Mentimeter where people could ask questions. Oh, okay. uh, If they didn't want to ask me in, in person, so then I could go over some of the points oh. um, that they didn't understand. Uh, but I also have a Google form for, so the Mentimeter is for more immediate questions. And the Google form Google is for, for longer. Like. For longer. If they've actually learned, looked at the material and gone, okay, I don't oh. understand bits, I can use this. Um, so I try, as much as possible, give them enough material, well, provided they can access Moodle, because I think it's gone down again. Yeah, we got, a, we, got a, we got an email like this morning as well. And then for some of us, we're like, woohoo, no marking, because we can't actually access Moodle. Um, so at least it gives us, like, oh, I do need to check Moodle for something. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, so definitely sometimes downloading all the materials Can be. when it's there. Is a, Especially is... now, when I think Moodle has decided it hates us. Yeah. So, like, one tip would be, like, download, keep everything ready. You can study later, but keep everything ready. But also people don't realise they can download their essays and lab reports oh. so because they can actually keep the feedback that they've got. So there yeah. might be certain things that crop up. That they can use. That oh. they can use to help them. Um, but yeah, definitely downloading, have access to all the information in advance. Just in case. Even if you don't start straight away, at least you'd be like, okay, I have everything I need. That is true. That's mm-hmm. a, that's so, uh, Dr. Jess, you, you've been in the field of psychology for... For quite a while. Mm-hmm. What would you, like, like, this is you as, like, a psychology professional? Well, with psychology, a lot of people uh, think that we can read minds. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't uh, going to ask I you. I think for, in terms of, kind of, my area is more research. So thinking about, if I have a research idea, how uh, I'm going to tackle it, how am I going to break it down. Um, if I have, kind of, specific ideas of what I think... I might find is the stuff in the literature to actually back up Ooh. whether I actually might find uh, uh-huh. what I think I'll find. So I think that's quite fun 
when you come up with an idea that you want to investigate and you're like, oh, this has not really been done before. And you're like, will I find this? Will I find that? Oh. Or will I find absolutely nothing? Um, but I think sometimes that's slightly more fun when you get really weird results because you're like, oh, oh, didn't expect that. I clearly need to read around on the topic and be like, oh, yeah, it makes more sense now. Um. So I like it when things go slightly wrong. Because you learn more. Yes. Other project students don't. Because they're like, we need significant results. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just need you to be able to talk about the results yeah, you have. You need to understand why you did it this way. Oh. What reasons why it couldn't go wrong. Why it might have gone wrong. So if that's the more important thing of kind of understanding oh. that this could have been done better, then we might have found results that we wanted. Oh. So... Like, what would you, like, you you talked about the imp- importance of, like, scheduling time to relax and stuff. What would you say would be the most productive way to relax in, in like, during, like, the exam period? Like? That depends on what people like to do to relax. For some people, it might be going, having food, uh, watching a movie, and reading something that's nothing to be related to that. So, like, they can, like put what they've learned to the back burner to, like, work uh, over there. Or even just napping. Oh. So, so it's just, it doesn't mean whatever. You're, for some people, going for running, that's relaxing for them, listening to music. Oh. So I think it depends on pe- what people, what but, they like doing. But they should do something they like. Definitely. Something that it makes them stop thinking about things, or at oh. least it quietens that voice going, you should be studying, you should be doing stuff. Yeah, because, like, a bit. as a student, like, whenever I would, and, like, a lot of my friends as well, whenever we would take, like, breaks for relaxing, we would feel, like, really guilty about it, mm-hmm. especially if we did stuff that, that, would, that wouldn't be, like, considered productive. Like, mm-hmm. so if my friend was watching a movie, she'd feel, like, really guilty watching a movie mm-hmm. instead of, like, taking a break to, like, go exercise or something. So there is always the guilt factor. Yeah. But also if you think about it sometimes you can get really overwhelmed. You can yeah. think about how many different things that you need to do. Oh. That sometimes you're not gonna get anything done. So there's no point thinking about it and sometimes it's best just to take a step back and go, Okay, I'm panicking, but I need to break this down oh. into more bite sized things. So I've had it so many times where I've been like, I have so much to do. I've got so little time. Oh. What am I going to do? And then I'm like, right. Me too. Break it down. Just breathe. Think. What is the most key thing I need to do first? Oh. What is the thing that if I don't do it, it's going to go terribly wrong and bite me in the bum? Which is the most important thing I need to get done? Oh. Which is the stuff that I need to get done, but it's not key? Oh. Which things can I be like, I think I can offload this to Marcus. And Marcus is our lab technician. Okay. Um, he, he helps us with labs and stuff like that. So bless him. Um, every so often I'm like, Marcus, <laughs> just do this thing for me. Because it means I don't have to. Oh. So bless him. He's very been very, very helpful. But we also had other lab technicians. So shout out to Serene and Aisha and say hi as well. So they oh. people that have been a lab technician... Uh, before, so they're very useful at least doing some of the things where I'm like, I need to focus on this. Oh, I don't have time to do the other things, but this also needs to be done. Oh, done at the okay. same time, if I just give you to this, you should do it for me. Oh, um, so that's always 
sometimes delegating. Oh, Some yeah. things can be quite useful. Uh, but also thinking for some people who are doing lots of different clubs and societies. Oh. And they don't know. And it's just kind of like, well, maybe you need to take a step back from and some of those things and work out. Because it could be overwhelming. Yeah, be like, what is the thing you want the most? Right. What like, don't spread most? yourself too thin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they start doing too many things, it always highly amuses me when people join the musical that tends to happen in the second semester. Yes. And it's final year students. And I'm like, really? You're doing this to yourself because you know that you're giving yourself too much to do and it's your final year. And they're like, but I really want to do it. And I was like, I know. I'm just judging you. <laughs> but make sure that you at least do take time to relax and don't. Burn yourself up. Invest too much in one direction, forget about everything else. So sometimes even doing a little bit in the background, just so uh, you're not forgetting everything. Sorry, I've been like having a cold for the past few days. I feel sorry for my second years and third years because I basically lost my voice pretty much for... I think the last three weeks of semester. Oh. So all the voice recordings is basically me coughing, sounding like my voice uh, was breaking like a teenage boy, <laughs> and then going, oh, I'm so ill, I hit my left traces, <laughs> still giving this class. Uh, but it's yeah. one of those things where I was like, it's too late in the semester. Ooh. If I rearrange it, I might not still be healthy, and then I'll suddenly have all my lectures in one week, and oh, yeah. people want to leave since class is finished. So I was like... As long as they can hear me, be fine. True. Um, they might not have felt that because they might have been like, "Really? Why are you doing this to yourself?" Um, so sometimes being sensible, is staying at home, relaxing, getting yourself healthy is a good idea. I'm just not exactly the poster child of good ideas. Good choices. <laughs> Honestly, say. Okay, this is like one question I really, really want to ask. So you've been a lecturer for for a good bit of time, mm-hmm. and you've done your own like good bit of marking. Mm-hmm. So have you ever like when when you've been grading papers, like say it's like in the AMs, and you're like going through papers, and you you just come across an answer that is so out of this world. Not for exams, but for coursework. Oh, so wow. I've got three examples so one which i loved because i have a module on uh, bilingualism okay so they had to come up with a research proposal an idea related to bilingualism and someone wrote about the fact that if you're bilingual are you more likely to survive a zombie apocalypse oh and i was like this is amusing because they basically like they suggested that the participants would uh, do a zombie game but the general idea was would bilinguals, multilinguals survive uh, zombies? And I was like, this is an inventive idea, but more importantly, she's back, they've backed it up by kind of existing literature and stuff Oh, like wow. That. So I read it and was like, this is amazing, because this is such an inventive take on, yeah. on it. So then I asked the student, right, can I just pass the room to people and send it around staff going... Okay, I have been teaching. I haven't been teaching about zombies, but I really love the way that they've taken the information and come up with this idea. I think it's brilliant. Um, so that um, I love that zombie zombie paper. It was the most fun I've ever had marking oh, because wow. I was like, this is so entertaining and so inventive. Uh, backed up with sign, brilliant. Um, I had another one where I didn't actually mark it, but someone was asking me for extra feedback. 
and they'd gone on about serial killers. It was to do with if you're born aggressive. Oh. And I was just kind of like, okay, people know that I'm in my office and I'm meeting you today. Should I be worried? The <laughs> fact that you've spent about three paragraphs talking about serial killers. It's not really what the question was asking. <sighs> um, so I was a bit kind of like, hmm, interesting. Um, but also when people could use online dictionaries to define everything, and I'm like, why? Why is there a need to use an online dictionary? You don't care about that. It's more of how you define it based on literature. Now I'm trying to think of what the third one I was thinking of. I can't remember now because I got distracted by the zombies and serial killers. <laughs> I think those are the two most memorable ones. Oh. Mm-hmm. But have, have, has anything ever been like memorable but like on the opposite spectrum? Like why was this written? What possessed you to write this? It's when you get a question, when you get an answer and you're like, how does this relate to the question? Oh. I is this, is this the answer to this question? No, it's not enough even to relevant stuff for that question or that question or that question. And it's like, what is this answering? I don't understand. So I think sometimes students really do need to read the question properly. <laughs> otherwise, the mark is like, Either they didn't understand the question, panicked and just wrote anything they knew, or they think it relates to the question, but it doesn't. I'm so confused. Oh. Uh, we do rate handwriting, though. Oh. So, because, um, of course, on the exam papers, it just gives your student ID. Yeah. So we don't, don't no. check that one. Yeah. So we'd mark them, get them moderated. Then, at least for me, I'm like, mm. now I can find out once the marks have been moderated, who the most... Pretty handwriting. Oh. And you had the most horrible handwriting ever. So that's always highly entertaining when you're like, ooh, this handwriting's really pretty. And other ones where their handwriting is quite hard to read, that you're like, what does that word is? Can you read this paragraph? And think, so we do sometimes have to, if we don't understand the handwriting, we'll ask another staff member to be like, can, can you read that? Because I can't read that. I think it's this. You agree with me. Um, so try and make sure handwriting is Oh, my gosh. Now I know. Oh, my God. Like, now I know what's happened to my exam papers. For some, some people, their handwriting is very difficult to understand. Oh, wow. So for those ones, that can take so much longer to mark because you're like... What does it say? What is this? Um, and others, you're like, oh, that's really, that's really pretty handwriting. Oh. I can understand it all. But for others, it's like, yeah, no, I have no idea. Oh, because, like, I feel like my handwriting starts out, like, normal and then it gets progressively uglier as, like, the paper goes on. I think people do need to write plans. If they're doing, like, an essay-style answer, oh. writing a plan to start with, because, of course, near the end, when you're running out of time, yeah. you might start scribbling, not yeah. understand that at least if the plan's there and you, you don't get to all the points, you can, you can the, look at that and be like, okay, so... So this is what they wanted to write. Yeah. As much as possible, we want people to pass. So we're, oh. not, we, we're not one of these people that will make sure that we're like, oh, they have to get everything right. We, we want to test them, break them. It's like... Show them pass. what the real world's like. Like, please pass so we don't have to do resets. Oh. We hate having to prepare reset papers. Of course, for some people, if they're sick and they miss the first exam, yeah. it's perfectly understandable. But I remember I was teaching one module that 
I didn't touch it once, and I didn't really know that topic as well as I, I liked. Okay. Um, and I was so glad to hand it over. And my proudest achievement is no one failed. Everyone passed that exam. Because I was like, oh, I didn't really know what I was talking about for large parts of it. I hated teaching it because I didn't feel comfortable with material. Oh. But I was like, but no one failed. I win. Um, so it's quite nice when I passed it on to another colleague. Like, and went, you know the topic better. You'll do much better. And I have a 100% pass rate. And I was just like, um, at least at least the one time I did it, no one failed. Oh. So when when you've been like invigilating, like especially if it's like your class, have you ever seen someone walk into the exam room that you've never seen in your class before? I've seen ones that I'm like, oh, so you're here then. But they only turn up at the start in the revision class. Oh. Kind of I know with Instat, of course, that can't happen. Unless they do the thing where they stand outside the door, register their attendance and leave. Yes, we do know that you guys do that. Oh. Um, so what do you do to students who do that? We can actually correct the attendance and mark them as absent. Do, do you if we wanted to be that evil. Uh, but I'm also kind of amused. I'm like, if you walked all that way... You could have just sat in the back and slept. Like, we don't don't really care what you do. As long as you're in the class. It's just like, if you're already there, then... You might as well. You might as well go go to the class. Um, So things like that amuses me. Because I'm like, really? You're already putting, like, 90% of the effort. Uh, But yeah, it's usually a lot of our third years that I'm like, I saw you in class. I marked your attendance because I saw you in class and you forgot again. Oh. And they're like, sorry, nice that you should, judging you. Um, so having to deal with all the attendance letters for this semester has been fun. It is. So like, what did, like, would you say instead has been a good thing or a bad thing or do you just... I think we need to fine-tune the policy um. on how to really check if people have or had not been attending because we had some students that were late registering because of visa issues oh and it wasn't quite we thought we'd sent all the dates and it was all fine but it wasn't quite captured in the in the insert in, in the system properly um and i think for a couple of poor students their whole insert got wiped oh, right. uh, but then we were like here's the dates they were present oh that's a good fix but it's the fact that i was like why do we have to do this? Sure. I don't lie. Marcus fixed it mostly. As he best goes, like this is horribly wrong. Here's the dates of when for late arriving international students. Here's uh, when they first attended. Um, can you just update it in the system? Um, um, but also during the ad drop period, mm. that was a bit difficult because they didn't necessarily have all the modules oh. decided at that point. So, oh, this is one I always want to ask. Uh, what's the most ridiculous, ri- ridiculous excuse you've heard a student like give you to, in order to get an extension or like? No, she had any ridiculous ones. So no grandmas died, no grandpas died. No. With that one, they always actually show us the death certificate. Oh. They're like, his death certificate, and I'm like, uh, okay, uh. <laughs> That's awkward, because I know you need to provide that information, but the but security have it. It's kind of scary. It's sad, though. It it's is. one of those things where I'm like, he wasn't doubting you, and the fact you provided it, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know. Uh, like, imagine like, having to deal with that and then deal with exams. Like, It's when people kind of say, don't provide any evidence, and then just go AWOL. Oh. 
and you're like, but we're, we're trying to help you. Why are you not responding to us? Oh. If you help, if you come speak to us, we'll see what we can, what we can do to help. Oh. But it's the ones that just go AWOL and then come back at the very last minute and it's like, but why didn't you respond? We oh. could have done something. Um, so that's more difficult in a way because as much as possible, we want students to do well, support them in the studies. There are times, of course, when they're just struggling they might need to take a break. Oh. But we'd rather that they come to see us well before it goes too late for us to do anything to help them. Oh. So that can be quite tricky when people just go able and oh. like, please respond because we will try and support you as much as possible. The idea is that you enjoy your degree. Yeah. Some classes you might hate and rather stick yourself in the, uh, <laughs> yourself in the eye and learn about that. I understand that. Oh my so God. In my own undergraduate degree, there were subjects I hated. I know, because it. I, my undergrad degree was like passion fold when I chose it, but then when I actually like got down to like doing it, like there was just some classes, I don't know how I managed to force myself to like go there, but I did and like, yeah, I want to like put myself in the eye and just like, I mean, for the most part, I, I feel like I enjoyed my undergrad mm-hmm. life and yeah, I feel like, I feel like that isn't emphasized as much anymore. It's especially like when you come from an Asian house, it's less of the enjoyment and more of the grades because you need to earn as much money as you can. That's definitely different from UK students from oh. some first years. You're like, I've decided oh, this is my career path and I want to do this, this and this because this one jobs that tends to be have a higher salary. And I'm oh. like, wow. I was not that focused when I first started my degree. I didn't really think about... Oh. I did think about what I wanted to do but the fact that they were like so focused on their career and building up their CV that I was like, you're a little bit terrifying. I was not that organized and you're only 18. Well, that was me. I was like, okay, like this is step one and then step two. And then like, there is a set path that I must go through. And yeah, it was, it's kind of wild. I wish I had enjoyed my life more. Yeah, there are some undergrads that are literally terrifying. They're so focused. And then they're like, why did I not get higher on this? And I'm like, but it's still an A? Oh, I, I don't understand. I was that student in some subjects. I, now, now that I'm hearing you talk about it, my teachers would have probably wanted to throw me out of the window. I when someone was wanting feedback and I was like, why? You pretty much got the maximum score. All I can say is, good job. Please, please. Just go. There's nothing more I can tell you. Yeah. So for some students, they're quite terrifying. For others, they're like, I don't understand. And it's like, okay, let's kind of break it down. How could you work on this better? So you get a better grade. So for some, um, if they take that opportunity to get feedback, then they suddenly have that light bulb moment and be like, oh, no, I understand. So there's some students that don't take up meetings and stuff. Oh, Here's a meeting, sign up for a time, let's go through kind of coursework with my role as a tutor, and then they don't turn up. Oh. Like, Why? Why? Why are you wasting both of our time? I'm like, this is my time just for you. And I'd have quite happily gone through your feet, although admittedly, I tried that near the end of semester with my first years, and I was like, and we can't access Moodle. Oh. So at the start of the next semester, we'll go through the feedback. Um, so that one. And then for quite a lot of the first years, um, for 
if I didn't mark their essay, because I mark one of their coursework essays, so the ones that mark the up question, I was like, yeah, I can't give you feedback, so I can't access it. Uh, but if it was the one I marked, oh. tell me what you put in it. And you can, like, remember. Uh, but I have now developed a deep hatred for Piaget because um, I read so many essays on his, oh. his theory. Uh, but also quite a lot of people that they seem to have rewritten the question in a way that I was just kind of like, you're supposed to answer the question as written. This is not... Answering the question. You're uncovering some stuff information, but you've also gone, little bit left field and I don't understand. Oh. So, like... Even even though people like study a lot mm-hmm. and it's like they do their best, like there's just like sometimes that it just doesn't quite work and they don't pass the exams. Like, what would you like? How would you advise them? Like people. Well, I think for ones they definitely should try doing practice questions. Yeah. Or even because um, what I did for my second years is I got them to I was like create a question, write it, give you 24 hours to write it, then oh. swap the answers, and then you give each other feedback, and I'll talk about, well, if I were to write this question or write this question, here's some of the things that you could do. Because oh. um, I do think sometimes peer-assisted learning is quite useful yeah. because it, people can explain it in a way that they'll understand more than me explaining it. Because oh. sometimes there's where people, I say something... And people are confused, and then their friend says, this is what she means. And then I can see them go, so that can be quite helpful. Um, So study groups can be a really good thing, um, because you can tackle a topic. Yeah. And if you explain it in a way that you understand it, then maybe the next person will understand understand it a bit better. But I think one thing people do here is compare grades or Compares and straight after an exam and I'm like why why would you do this that is especially yourself? when you have like the MCQs and you have a question sheet and you're like what did you choose and I'm like please don't do that that's just no that you've already gone through a stressful exam and you're just like what? digging your own grave basically it's like yeah don't do that just go you've done like, you've done your best. You've done your best. Either then move on to the next exam, or it's the last exam. Be just like, relax. Let's go for food. Let's just go and chill, um, and then probably forget everything we've learned. Oh. So um, there's one more question, and I think this might be the most important question. Would you ever consider dyeing your hair a color other than pink? Um, I've had. Red hair, blue hair, green's not a good look when I do green. So I've had my hair various different colours. Oh. So um, and I think today it's a bit more purpley. Yeah, it's more uh, like a mermaidy. Yeah. Well, um, oh, no. I think when people are going, you should dye your hair a different colour. How about this colour? And I'm like, no, my hair. Um, so certain colours that I think suit my colouring better. So I quite like the purpley pink. Uh, um, or the purple fades really quickly. That is true. Uh, oh, gosh. It just... And also, if I've, whenever I've dyed my hair red, it ends up a really weird gingery orange colour. Oh. And it's just not a good look. Um, I did go through a bleach blonde phrase. Did you like uh, it? Well, it was quite funny because at my time, I was doing my PhD. So oh. I was testing older adults. 
Um, so they'd be like, can she speak English? And, I was, and I'm like, I'm not German. And they were like, oh, because they thought I was German. Oh. And I was like, no, no, Scottish. And they were like, oh. And suddenly warmed up to me a lot more. Oh. Because they thought I was German. Because of your hair. Because it was, it was quite peach blonde, but it was quite funny, the fact that oh. they suddenly were like, oh, I'm much more willing to talk to you. Um, so that's highly entertaining. So the pink hair is here to stay. More of a pink For the moment, yeah. It is, a, it is a lovely colour on your Dr. Jess. Thank you. <laughs> so, Dr. Jess, um, I'm pretty sure management won't ever listen to this podcast. So, if you want to, like, give your students any hints right now. Um, one thing I think students fail to realise, if there's, like, MCQs and yeah. then an essay part, read the MCQs. They can actually be quite a good... Indicate. Oh. So you can basically be like, okay, actually, that study that relates to that question. Oh, that is. I could actually put something in there, and I think people are like, mm. that is a bit. But also amusingly, when we have students, um, like, do we have to have the author in years? My senior says, senior said that um, we have to have the authors in years when we refer to papers, and I'm like, why are you listening to your seniors? Listen to your lecturer. The one marking it. If you remember the authors in years, brilliant. But if you can't, but can remember at least enough details about the studies, that's fine. Oh. So sometimes. Um, there's a lot of gossip on campus and lots of things where people are like, oh, my senior said this, so it doesn't mean this. And it's like, no, they're talking wibble. Oh, uh, listen to your lecturer, don't listen to your seniors. Or read the handbook. Oh. Uh, so lots of times where people are like, you didn't give me this information. And I'm like, I uploaded it. In the handbook. So I know it's there because I put it there. Occasionally when I do haven't put stuff up there and I'm like, oops, I'll let you have that. It's not in Moodle. That's allowed. I will correct that for you. Oh. Um, so I think for the current third years, they wouldn't check Moodle for lots of stuff. So I then would just scream at them, it's Take in Moodle, um, unless it's not. My bad. Um, but I think also sometimes students aren't aware they could just ask us for help. And when they tie themselves up into knots, and it's like, you could have just asked us. And we'd be willing to help. We're willing to help. Ah. Um, I do sometimes have project students that are terrified to talk to me. And I'm like, oh. I mean, I can't understand because I, I used to be really scared to like, talk to my lecturers. So do you have like final bits of advice, final things to say? When you get to the exam paper, and if you're open and don't get the questions that you expect, take a minute just to try and breathe, focus, and think, okay, it's not the questions I wanted. Right, let's tackle the questions that I sort of know enough on. Oh. So sometimes rather than doing it in order, yeah. maybe go for the ones that you think, it's not the question I want, but I sort of know this one. Oh. Enough if there's more than one question that you can at least think, right, scoop it down some notes, maybe a plan, mind map, then think, actually, I do know this. Oh, so write what you know. Like so first. don't panic. Just Well, of course, you are going to panic, but have that kind of going, ah, and then think, I've got this. I just need to try and calm down a little bit and think, okay, it's not what I wanted, but what can I put down? Oh, okay. And then maybe choose the question. You think, I like this question the best. I'm not so scared of this one. I'll do this question first. 
then I'll go back to the question I'm not sure about my problem is that I'd always have one question I'd need so much but I'd have to be strict with myself yeah I have to move on to the question I like the least now and if I've got time go back to the question that I think I can add more to so being strict in the timing of the exams uh, but don't try and least think okay breathe you've got this you spent this time revising yeah even just going to the toilet um just to give yourself a chance to clear your thoughts a little bit yeah even just drinking some water that can kind of help kind of calm you down think right oh okay let's look at this again what is this question asking me so try that just five minutes of oh my god what am i doing and And then then i can do this you can so thank you so much for like talking to us dr jess and i'm sure like i'm sure people really really appreciate it and if they don't they can fill the exams i'm kidding i'm kidding oh shout out to uh school of psychology current students and alumni yes guys Please make Dr. Jess proud. <laughs> they should make themselves proud. Yeah. It's a celebration of learning. That is, that's a, I would say that is the nicest way I've heard to look at exams. And on that note, we'll end it with exams are not negative thing in the end. It is a celebration of your learning. It's a chance for you to showcase your knowledge. So you can do this, guys. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Dr. Jess. No worries. Bye guys!